Welcome to this week's Energy Show. Now, we've made great progress in the solar industry regarding jobs. A recent DOE report showed that there was 374,000 people in the U.S. working partially or full-time in the solar industry. And the costs for solar have been coming down steadily, both the equipment costs and the installation costs. The DOE's SunShot program helped reduce these costs tremendously. And ongoing competitive efforts in the industry manufacturers making solar panels cheaper than their competitors, cheaper inverters, new technology coming out, better mounting systems. It's capitalism at its best. And those factors have combined to dramatically reduce the installed costs. Heck, when I started, it was about $10 a watt to put in a system. So that 6,000-watt system would cost you $60,000. Now it's down around $3 a watt in some cases. So $18,000 with the tax credit, it's almost peanuts. And that's how we're able to get to electric costs of around six cents a kilowatt hour. So on today's show, we'll be talking about the specific ways home solar costs are going to continue to gradually get cheaper. Now, I believe that in maybe five years or so, we can target the average install cost of solar of about $2.5 a watt. Now, right now, it's about $3.5 a watt. So my roadmap for practical cost reductions are based both on gradual reductions in equipment costs and steady improvements in some of the soft costs, labor costs, and things like that. Now, many installers out there are already taking advantage of new products and new business processes to help achieve these low costs. So although the average in the industry is $3.5 a watt, you know, in many cases, companies like Cinnamon Solar are installing closer to $3 a watt. And and I hear anecdotal cases every once in a while of less than $2.5 a watt. And that's pretty phenomenal. Now, let's look at what goes into these current costs of $3.5 a watt. Now, when I talk about prices for solar, $3.5 a watt, that's the all-in cost. That's basically the cash price that a homeowner would pay if they were to go out and buy the system. Now, financing costs may be on top of that. There may be some, you know, if you're going to lease or or get a system on a loan, maybe the costs aren't going to be the same. I mean, obviously, if you lease it, you're paying out over time. But if you were to pay cash for it, average cost in the U.S. about $3.5 a watt. That includes every cost that the installer incurs, marketing costs, sales costs, all the equipment, the installation, and the support costs. The smart installers figure that there's going to be a little bit of support costs on an ongoing basis, whether it's warranty service on inverters or just, you know, talking to homeowners because they have some questions. Now, in the industry, there's some companies that do fully integrated installations, and that's what Cinnamon Solar does. You know, you call us up, we'll do everything. It's Everything's under our license, and thousands of other contractors do that. But the industry is also fragmented, and there's some companies that just do sales, and there's companies that just do installations, and obviously there's some companies that just provide financing. So we're looking at costs of $3.5 a watt. I think we're going to get down to $2.5 a watt. Now, utility-scale solar probably around a dollar and a quarter a watt right now for fixed tilt systems. Those aren't systems that are on trackers. And I'm hearing about cases where sometimes the cost for a large utility installation without trackers, about a dollar a watt. Now that's pretty amazing. So let's talk a little briefly about the SunShot program and and how it's improved things. Originally, the SunShot target was a dollar a watt for utility scale and a dollar fifty a watt for residential. Now, I think we've hit the utility scale target, and I don't think we're going to hit the dollar and a half watt of residential cost anytime soon. It's it's just there's just so much overhead involved with doing residential contracting, you know, of, of any kind, you know, whether it's kitchen remodeling, HVAC, or whatever. So they recalibrated the SunShot goals in 2020 to be six cents a kilowatt hour for utility and nine cents per kilowatt hour 
for residential. So they're, they're recalibrating them based on electric costs. And I think we've already hit those. You know, Cinnamon Solar and, and many, many other installers are installing for much less than $0.09 cents a kilowatt hour. And the utility scale deals are down around 4 or $0.05 cents for PPAs, I'm hearing. So in 2030, the sunshine goals are even more rigorous. $0.03 cents a kilowatt hour for utility and $0.05 cents a kilowatt hour for residential. That's going to be achievable also. So how do we get to these goals? Well, keep in mind that the, we have the investment tax credit, and most of these numbers don't include the investment tax credit because that's going to go away at the end of 2021. But right now, that helps with another 30%. So focusing on residential, that's what that's what Cinnamon Solar is an expert at. That's what I'm an expert at. What does $3.5 watt mean in terms of cost per kilowatt hour? Because it's really, how does that translate into electric costs? Well, the math is really simple. Look at $3.5 a watt, less 30%. It's $2.45 a watt. Now, panels are guaranteed to put out output for 25 years. And Northern California, you get about 1.4 kilowatt hours of generation for every watt of installed panels. So when you figure out that output with the lifespan of the panels at $3.5 a watt, that's $0.07 a kilowatt hour for electricity. And obviously, if you're putting in systems that are a little bit less than three and a half dollars a watt, that's how you can get to five or six cents a kilowatt hour. And that's pretty darn good. Now, when you look at the costs for solar, I like to divide those costs up into four big buckets. You've got the equipment costs. Obviously, that's what gets installed. You've got the direct labor, direct installation labor. And that's what the guys and gals are doing when they're working on your roof or doing your electrical wiring. You have the customer acquisition costs. And that's all of the sales and marketing. And then you have this big bucket called overhead. I'm going to talk about each of those things separately in a few minutes. Now, when I talk about costs, I talk about all the costs. I'm talking about the sales tax on the equipment. Sales tax in California is 8.75%. I'm talking about inbound freight charges. So when you get something delivered, it's expensive. Just a bundle of rails could cost $100 to $125 to get delivered from your distributor to, to your office. And then you got to put that in the warehouse and you got to put it on the truck. You got to carry it up to the roof. It's a big cost there. And it's all the miscellaneous components and they're easy to forget. So a simple string inverter may be cheap, but you also have to include the monitoring, special cables, rapid shut down components, extended warranties. And for racking, it's not just the price of the rails. It's all the clips and the clamps and the splices and the special grounding jumpers and the end caps and the array skirts plus the freight costs. And by the way, that's why modules with integrated racking save so much money because there's just no long rails to ship and very few parts. And panel efficiency matters a lot for installations because most of the costs are proportional to the number of panels you install. It's the same amount of labor to put in a 350-watt panel as a 250-watt panel. So on a cost-per-watt basis, the higher the wattage, the lower the cost per watt. Used to be 250 watts was kind of the average. Now 300 watts is kind of the average. And, you know, there's there's lots and lots of panels that are inexpensive at 260, 270, 280 watts. And then there's some really, really expensive panels around 330, 350 watts. The average is around 300. So an, an efficiency rule of thumb that I kind of look at is for every 5 watts of efficiency improvement reduces the per watt cost by 4 cents a watt. And that's assuming that everything else stays the same. And that's why you look at the cost of panels. A 270-watt panel might be $0.50 cents a watt, but a 330-watt panel is $0.98 cents a watt because if they're both installed, they're going to end up with about the same cost per watt. Now, panel companies are really being forced to lower their prices even on high-efficiency panels. So what's happening is prices are gradually coming down for panels and the efficiency is gradually going up. So wattage per panel keeps going up. So here's kind of just like a ballpark for a regular, fully integrated, small installer. It's about $1.60 a watt 
for all the equipment. That's the tax rate, all parts. Solar panels, about 80 cents a watt, and big decline since last year. So these are last year's numbers, so this year it's even less. Inverters, about 45 cents a watt without monitoring. Racking, about 22 cents a watt. And wiring, about 12 cents a watt. Now, in terms of labor, direct installation labor, including direct workers, subcontractors, payroll and other taxes, about 58 cents a watt. And, you know, there's some companies that can do that less expensively. That's that's pricing kind of here in California. It's an expensive market. You go to other parts of the country where labor's cheaper, you can do a little bit better. Next bin, and this is a surprise, customer acquisition, 46 cents a watt. And that customer acquisition includes advertising and marketing, website, search engine optimization, keywords, marketing consultants, graphics that you have to put together, the marketing staff, plus sales staff. Sales staff, the people, commissions, the phones, the cars that they need, the sales and marketing software. A lot of companies have software. You kind of need software to run this business. And many companies pay way more, sometimes twice as much for customer acquisition. But I got a number of around 46 cents a watt. And I think that's going to be typical for companies that have a strong referral base. But that's going to be low for a company that's got high growth. Those high growth companies might be looking at more like a dollar a watt. Overhead. This is the big category. Over a dollar a watt, I've got a number of a dollar three a watt. It's a big category. It's really hard to figure out. It's kind of like death by a thousand cuts. Just just some of the items. Engineering and permits, nine cents a watt. Insurance, auto, health, liability, workers' comp, nine cents a watt. Rent, 21 cents a watt. Warranty expense, eight cents a watt. You've got to accrue for future warranty work. Depreciation on your equipment and trucks, five cents a watt. And then financing costs, they can be very high. So if I'm figuring about 50 cents a watt, it's tricky to account for these costs because they're buried in other categories. But you can just look at it. Sometimes there's a 10% financing origination fee. So sometimes there's a 10% loan origination fee. And that could amount to about 35 cents a watt. And then there's another 15 cents a watt or more in back office paperwork because there's a lot more paperwork involved in a finance system. There's a lot more delays and new procedures that you have to go through for finance system than a regular cash system. So that's why financing costs, including everything, I'm just figuring around 50 cents a watt. Now, how can we realistically reduce these installation costs? Well, I see three basic ways the solar industry is going to continue to significantly reduce rooftop installation costs. One way is with higher efficiency panels. So if you keep everything else the same as the panel efficiency goes up, the cost per watt goes down. Now, we're not going to see any improvements in efficiency of inverters because I'm seeing most inverters already around 98 or 99%. Second, is with less expensive and easier to install equipment. That's like the racking, the panels, the inverters, everything just making it easier to install and cheaper. And that's that's also definitely happening. And the third way is with streamline installation processes. As, as contractors get more experience, as new techniques come up, Installers get better at doing things and and lowering their costs. Now, one thing that's not going to change, unfortunately, is the overhead costs with with installing solar. Everybody's got to run a business, and that means you need people and trucks and insurance and rent and all those things. And that's technology is not going to improve that. Unfortunately, I I fear that those things are just going to continue to go up with inflation. But the other items, panels, equipment, and better installation processes, we're going to see some savings there. Now, let's look briefly at the effect of efficiency on lowering the cost per watt price. Now, let's use a 300-watt panel as an initial example. If we're able to increase that output of that panel from 300 watts to 350 watts, that's a 14% increase in efficiency. And on a per-watt basis, that's a 14% decrease in all of the variable costs 
the racking costs, the labor costs, installing the panels, the sales and marketing costs, except commissions if they're based on watts, the insurance costs, engineering and permitting, warranty expense and depreciation. So we're able to see reductions in all those cost categories and, and also you know proportional reductions in the soft cost and overhead. So that's why efficiency really, really helps improve things. And that's why more efficient panels cost more money because they end up being cheaper on a cost per watt basis. So interesting dynamics there. Second, let's see what happens when we lower the cost for equipment. Now, right now, I think that we can achieve a 50 cent a watt, and this is a big number, 50 cent a watt reduction in cost for panels inverters from the average 2016, you know, over the next four or five years, I figure five years. So that's going to bring the average cost of the equipment down from $1.26 a watt to 76 cents a watt. 76 cents a watt is really low. Now, we've already seen reductions last year and, and this year, and those are going to continue. And note that the prices are going to still come down even as the panel efficiencies go up. Now, the manufacturers would love to just come out with more efficient panels at the same price, but the market's not going to let them do that. They've got to come out with more efficient panels at cheaper prices. And then from a final side of the equipment formula, racking. We're eliminating the rails on the mounting system, and that's going to save about $0.10 cents a watt in parts and freight and big reductions in installation labor. From an inverter standpoint, we're also seeing lower costs for inverters. So panels are coming down, inverters are coming down because of competition, and better installation procedures with systems that don't include racking. Now, direct labor costs... I expect those are going to come down from about $0.58 to $0.35. Now, it's not that we're going to be paying installers less. In fact, in many cases, the experienced installers get more. They just get more efficient, and they find better ways to do installations. So one way is with more factory integration of components. So, for example, an AC module with inverter built into the panel. No need to unpack every microinverter, mount it on the panel, on the roof and go through all that or mount the inverter on the racking and install it on the rail. It's just not needed anymore. You don't have all that packaging. Second, modules with integrated racking, racking right, built right into the frame. So there's no need to carry that racking or a blizzard of fiddly little parts for rackless systems. And those changes, both modules with built-in electronics and modules with built-in racking, that's going to improve the, the labor cost. So it's going to reduce it. Second, monitoring. There's a lot of hassle with doing monitoring. It's the most common cause of customer customer service issues is monitoring. When you integrate the monitoring with cellular communications instead of hardwired Ethernet or unreliable wireless systems, it saves money for installers. They don't need to do so much setup and they don't need as much support. So there's some direct labor savings from this factory integration and just smarter designs. Now, there's some challenges with reducing the labor of doing installations. Often, the new labor-saving equipment, you know, modules with integrated inverters or, you know, cellular monitoring, things like that, or even systems that don't have racking, the, the new labor-saving equipment costs a lot more than standard equipment. So you get no net savings, and that's why companies are trying to do both. They're trying to come out with better integrated equipment that's cheaper than the standard equipment. Then you save on the equipment and you save on the labor. Another challenge with reducing labor, using subcontractors. I mean, sometimes it's easy to say, hey, we're going to sub this out to some contractors or we're going to pay our guys on a per piece basis or a per watt basis. What happens is that can backfire because you get the installers aren't really as conscientious. They may miss the rafters or they're going to rush to get the job done. They're going to do poor wire management. So it's not that easy to reduce the labor cost by saying work faster because sometimes that means don't work as well and you don't get as good a system installed and you're going to have customer service down the road. But by integrating a lot of the components, we can definitely reduce those labor costs. Now, let's talk about customer acquisition costs. There was a big bin there. That's a 46 cents a watt. Now, 
I kind of look at customer acquisition costs as being very dependent on the company's business model. So customer acquisition costs in the solar industry are going to come down as lower cost business models predominate. Many of the efforts in the industry to reduce customer acquisition costs with software and, and you know web-based systems and buying leads and things like that, it still costs a lot of money. But companies that have a referral business or companies that are local really can spend less time selling and less money selling and less money marketing because they get their their referrals coming from customers who are already happy. So I think that big installers have high customer acquisition costs. Small installers have low customer acquisition costs. Small installers have to be profitable because they don't have an outside source of financing. As more and more small installers start to dominate the industry, customer acquisition costs in the industry are going to come down, not because of you know some brand new way of acquiring customers. It's going to be the old-fashioned referral way, which is inexpensive. All right. Financing costs. They've already come down a lot because of new financing providers. There's more choices. And I expect these financing costs to come down by half from 50 cents a watt down to 25 cents a watt. You know, 10% fee for a loan fee, that that might be standard until there's companies that are willing to do it at 8% or 7%. And then everybody's going to come down. Now, overhead costs, not much we can do here other than just install higher efficiency systems. Smaller companies have lower overhead as there's more smaller companies. The industry's overhead's going to go down. But I don't see a lot of ways for us to kind of reduce the rent costs or reduce the insurance costs. None of these general overhead categories are going to come down except via higher efficiency panels. Engineering and permitting, not going to change. Insurance, auto, health, liability, workers' comp, does anybody think that that's going to come down? No. Rent, not going to go down. Warranty expense, that's based on a dollar uh, install basis. And depreciation, it's not going to come down. But they'll come down a little bit because of higher efficiency systems, but we're not going to crack the code on things like engineering, insurance, rent, warranties, etc. So now let's think about a future where the homeowners can get a solar system for two and a half dollars a watt compared to three and a half dollars a watt right now. Now, when homeowners can get solar for two and a half dollars a watt, many things change. And keep in mind that we're also able to apply that ITC. So you're talking about a net cost of about $1.75 a watt. That works out to be electricity costs of about a nickel a watt. That hits the Sunshot 2030 residential target. And I think we're going to get there by 2020. But getting to that two and a half dollar watt price is best suited for small companies because they operate locally, they have low overhead, they have low customer acquisition costs because it's a lot of local marketing and referral sales. They provide maintenance services and they've been doing that for a while, so they automatically get more referrals from that. And, you know, I, I kind of scratch my head and say it's going to be really challenging for the big companies to be profitable at very low installation costs. But the big companies are going to find other ways to make money. They make money on financing. They might make money by putting in storage systems. They'll make more money by integrating with a home's HVAC and energy use and security systems. So there's ways they can do it. But as far as just pure play solar installations, the little guys are going to clean up, I think. Now, what happens when electricity from solar is a nickel a watt? How are the utilities going to react? Well, they're already reacting because they know this is coming. They're changing net metering. They're trying to make net metering more expensive. They're adding demand charges. But when you change net metering and add demand charges, there's an antidote for that. And that's called battery storage. And those systems are coming down the pike pretty quickly. The other thing that they're doing is they're adding fixed charges. So instead of you know, $5 a month just for your meter charge, they might make it 20 or 30 or $40 a month. Now, that ends up being a very regressive tax. I mean, even people that use no electricity might have a high bill. So they're not going to be able to raise these fixed charges high enough 
to make up for the fact that people could generate power for a nickel a kilowatt hour and then store the excess in batteries. So that's why I think battery storage is going to be standard. But battery storage right now is expensive. You know, kind of ballpark, you can figure it's going to add about a dollar a watt to every installation right now. Now, the battery is, the storage costs are proportional to the kilowatt hour capacity of the battery, not the wattage of the solar system. But right now, you know, I just kind of figure it's about a dollar a watt. I think that we're going to see battery storage costs coming down to 50 cents a watt. And keep in mind that battery storage systems require much more maintenance and service and kind of software monitoring and things like that, keeping up with new electric rates than a standard solar system. But they're inevitable, and they're coming out, and there's companies that have really, really great products there. Now, what about the business models? of solar and storage installation companies. Well, I just look at the HVAC industry for examples. HVAC equipment, if you're going to put in like, you know, a new heating and ventilating system, air conditioning system, the equipment itself is going to cost about $5,000. But then you're going to have about $10,000 of labor and duct work and permitting and people in your house cutting things and putting in ductwork and cleaning up. And that's the way the solar industry is too. The equipment's coming down in price, but the labor's expensive. All the overhead's expensive. Now, right now, most of the HVAC work in the, in the U.S. is replacement and maintenance. We're going to get there with solar, but not for a while. Still, most solar work is, is new installation work. So kind of in summary... The solar costs are going to keep coming down. Customer acquisition costs are going to come down because of changing business models in the industry. Higher efficiency panel prices are going to continue to climb. And what's going to happen is more and more people are going to go solar. And keep in mind, even as solar costs come down, you're going to save more every year if you put in a system now than if you wait two, three, four, five years for the price to come down a little more. So my advice, buy now. This is not not only self-centered. You can talk to customers for 15 years and they were really happy when they bought Customers right now are really happy that they bought now instead of waiting. Now, the electric costs for solar are going to continue to be much cheaper than utility costs. They can't keep up. And utilities are going to fight back with higher charges, but battery systems are basically the antidote to unfair solar electric charges. Well, that's all the time we have on this week's Energy Show. Thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in. And if you missed any of today's show, you can always go to our website at cinnamonsolar.com and listen to the podcast.